0: Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code receive 20 Offers and coupons do not apply to Toys and Beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Let me read you this quote. Terrible things are happening outside. Poor, helpless people are being dragged out of their homes. Families are being torn apart. Men, women, and children are separated. And children come home from school to find out that their parents have disappeared. That's the end of the quote. I could have written those words this week to describe the largest ice raid in American history that took place in rural Mississippi as nearly 700 people, most of them mothers, fathers, hardworking people who were snatched from their jobs and detained in the middle of the school day only for their children to find out a few hours later when literally nobody came to school to pick them up. The kids had nowhere to go. Nothing to eat, nowhere to sleep. But no, that quote, those words, they weren't written yesterday. They could have been. Instead, they were written on January 13th, 1943, as the Holocaust neared. And a teenage girl named Anne Frank wrote them in her diary as she witnessed the very thing that is now happening on our watch. Let me read the quote again and think about what just happened in Mississippi. Terrible things are happening outside. Poor, helpless people are being dragged out of their homes. Families are torn apart. Men, women, and children are separated. And children come home from school to find out that their parents have disappeared. Friends, we're living in one of the most disturbing points in modern American history. How we respond is going to determine how long it lasts. Let me unpack and explain where we are, then I'll give us some action steps to take together. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to... The the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. To say that this week has been difficult is almost offensive. Because if you're listening to this podcast, your parents probably weren't taken from you in an ice raid in rural Mississippi. If you're listening to this podcast, your mother, father, son, or daughter probably weren't shot and killed by a white supremacist in El Paso, Texas. If you're listening to this podcast today, your friend Jimmy from Detroit Probably wasn't deported by Trump to Iraq, a country he had never even stepped foot in, only for him to die there homeless because he couldn't get insulin. So, yeah, it was a hard week. But truthfully, I don't think any words can describe the pain and just the the sheer terror that so many people have experienced these past few days. But let me tell you something. If we don't organize ourselves out of where we find ourselves, we don't organize ourselves out of this place. This place we find ourselves in could last for years. It could last for decades. It could last for generations. And I just want you to hear the urgency in my voice today because systemic injustice does not end on accident. It doesn't just end with the simple passage of time. Think for a moment. The transatlantic slave trade didn't last for a few years, not even for a few generations. It lasted for 400 years. Tens of millions of people were bought and sold as property and then worked to death for generations and generations. And it took A civil war to end it. The Holocaust took a world war to end it. Jim Crow segregation took the most organized movement in American history to end, and it cost many of its greatest leaders their lives. Today, I want a few other voices to do most of the talking, and then I'm going to come back and give us our action steps because we really do need all hands on deck. And the first voice I want you to hear is that of 11 year old Magdalena Gomez Gregorio. You've probably seen her video, but I want you to know her name, and I just want you to hear her voice again. This is Magdalena Gomez Gregorio in rural Mississippi as she speaks through her own sobs to communicate the pain of what this government just did to her family. Listen. As she wonders how she'll have school supplies, where she's going to sleep, where she'll eat. Just listen. This is Magdalena Gomez
1: Gregorio. No, oh my dad. No, the Hispanic people are not doing nothing bad're not. I can't okay, do nothing, but please open the door for the parents. Okay. I'm stuck over there in jail. I'm not gonna have nothing. It's the first day of school for me. Okay. My dad bought everything for me to live over here. The rent, and I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna eat. And <coughs> no, I'm so alone no, right now. I need my dad for me. My dad didn't do nothing. He's not a criminal. The government, (laughs) government, please put your heart. Let my parents be with everybody else, please. Don't leave the child with kindness and everything.
0: (laughs) I've cried multiple times listening to Magdalena, but I want to be clear on something. She's not asking for sympathy. She's asking for help. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not enough for us to just sympathize with her, to be upset alongside her. She's asking for our help. And we have to help to make sure not only that she gets the support she needs, but to make sure this system changes. I'll be back with action steps at the end. But this next clip I want to play for you is from the streets of Iraq. And the primary voice you're going to hear is that of 41-year-old Jimmy Aldewood. And Jimmy was born in Greece. But when he was just six months old, all the way back in 1977, two years before I was born, his parents moved from Greece to the United States. And his siblings were all actually born in the United States Because they were born here, but Jimmy was six months old when he moved here. His siblings are all American citizens. But for 41 years of his life, all 41 years of his life, Jimmy Alderwood lived in Detroit, Michigan. But two months ago, the Trump administration did something unthinkably cruel, and it ultimately cost Jimmy his life. They deported this man who had never stepped foot into Iraq a single day in his life. He was not born there. They deported him by plane straight to Baghdad. Jimmy didn't even speak Arabic. He couldn't read the street signs. He couldn't read food menus. He's not even a Muslim. He was raised Catholic in Detroit. But the Trump administration deported him to Iraq anyway a severe diabetic with no money, no job, who couldn't even speak the language. Within days, Jimmy became violently ill because he couldn't find any insulin for his diabetes. And here, the next voice you'll hear is Jimmy trying to tell his story just days before he died, all alone in Iraq, deported by the Trump administration. Listen to Jimmy Aldewoo.
1: Uh, I was uh, deported two and a half weeks ago. Speak up, please. I was, uh, I've been in the United States since six months old, you know, and and just two and a half weeks ago, uh, immigration agent pulled me over because I'm going to Iraq. And I I refused, I said I've never been there. I've been in this country my whole life, you know, since pretty much birth. I missed birth by six months. And they refused to listen to me. Uh, There was an agent, Kamaj, the Department of Homeland Security is located on 333 Mont Ellie, Detroit, Michigan, 48207. Agent Kamai, I'm not sure about the other one, if his if if name is Deep or what his name is, but they just wouldn't listen to me, they wouldn't let me call my family, nothing. They just said, you go to Iran, and your best bet is to cooperate with us. That way we're not going to chain you up or we'll put you on our commercial flight. I begged them, I said, please, I've never seen that country, I've never been there. However, they forced me, I'm here now. And, and I don't understand the language, anything. i was been sleeping in the street. I'm diabetic. I take insulin shots. I've been throwing up, throwing up, sleeping in the street, trying to find something to eat. You know, I got nothing over here, you can see. I was kicked in the back a couple days ago, claiming to uh, get off the guys properly. I was sleeping on the ground. He claimed it's his property. You know, I, I begged him. I said, please, sir, I've never seen this country. I, I, I don't understand language, you know. Nobody speaks English.
0: It's one of the most cruel, inhumane stories that I've ever heard in my entire life. Right now, Jimmy's body remains in a morgue in Baghdad as his family tries to figure out how they can now try to bury him back in his home in Detroit, Michigan. Next, I want to play a clip that I think is one of the most moving and poignant from any American political leader from this past week. And it's actually from Beto O'Rourke, who was born and raised in El Paso, where 22 people were just slaughtered by a white supremacist with a weapon of war on Saturday. This is just two days later, as he tries to explain in clear detail just how bigoted the president of the United States is and how the president's bigotry was an inspiration for this attack. Listen to Beto
2: O'Rourke. I mean, the president has not been shy. He's not been saying this behind closed doors. This is out in the open. You know, all people of one religion inherently defective and should be banned from the shores of this country. Uh, The only modern Western democracy that I can think of that said anything close to this is the Third Reich, uh, Nazi Germany. Um, Talking about human beings as though they are animals, making them subhuman to make it okay to put their kids in cages. We've lost seven children in our custody just over the last year in this, the wealthiest, the most powerful country on the face. Of the planet saying that he wants more immigrants like those from nordic countries the whitest places on the face uh, of the planet um this president his his open is also an invitation to violence. We've seen a rise in hate crimes every single one of the last three years. So, Joe, you're, you're absolutely right. The writing has been on the wall since his maiden speech coming down that escalator describing That's Mexican right. immigrants as rapists and criminals. Uh, th- the actions that follow cannot surprise us. And, and anyone who is surprised um, is, is part of this problem right now, including members of the media who ask, hey, Beto, do you think the president is racist? Well, Jesus Christ, of course he's racist. He's been racist from day one before day one when he was questioning whether Barack Congrats. Obama was born in the United States. He's trafficked in this stuff from from the very beginning. And and we are reaping right now what he has sown and what his supporters in Congress have sown. We have to put a stop, to, to, put it. A stop to it.
0: Then lastly, and I'm sorry to have to do this, but I want to play a clip of Donald Trump. And this is Trump at the hospital in El Paso. Mind you, Dozens of victims, some who died, many who died, and some who survived, were taken to this hospital. It's a a trauma center. And I kid you not, in this audio that you're about to hear, he's standing next to the chief of surgery, speaking to hospital staff, and starts bragging about the size of a rally crowd he had there last year in a rally for Ted Cruz in his campaign against Beto O'Rourke. Look at this group of people. Can yes.
1: you believe this? Good-looking people. They yes. are fantastic. I was here three months ago. We made a speech.
0: Trump then leans over to the chief of surgery to ask him if he knows the name of the venue where he held the rally.
2: And what was the name of the arena? That place was... the Coliseum, right?
0: Again, he's speaking to a trauma surgeon after they just had a white supremacist domestic terrorist attack. And we
2: had twice the number outside.
0: And the chief of surgery, who clearly didn't go to the rally, doesn't know. Trump, in front of the entire staff, then begins insulting Beto O'Rourke, calling him in front of the staff, Crazy Beto. And he keeps calling him Beto, Crazy Beto. And Trump then says that Beto had 400 people in a parking lot. And in fact, it was over 10,000 people at a city park there in El Paso. I just want you to hear this.
2: And then you had this crazy Beto.
1: Beto had like 400 people in a parking lot. They said his crowd was wonderful.
0: My friends, this, this is what we're up against, which takes me to our action steps for today. Action, action, action steps. Take action, action Today, I have two important, essential action steps for you to take. First, so many of you have asked how you can donate to immigrant families on the ground in Mississippi. And I want to email you that link. OK, if you're signed up for the Action Pack at the Action Pack, that's the action P-A-C.com. If you're signed up for the Action you don't have to sign up again. I'll email you the link. But if not, you can go now, sign up at The Action Pack. That's TheActionPAC.com. And this is where I'll email you all of the action steps that we have. But I'm going to email you this link. I'm also going to tell you the link now, just in case you can't find the email where to sign up for The Action Pack. just want to give it also just so that it will be on the record here for anybody who listens to the podcast next week or next month, because these families in Mississippi are going to need our help. Now, people on the ground in Mississippi approved this link. I did not create the link, but I have actually looked at all of the organizations that it's supporting, all right? And it's split between five of the top organizations that are on the ground, helping the families directly there in Mississippi, not only with needs including shelter and food, but also legal services. Now, you can go now to actblue.com, actblue.com backslash donate backslash MS dash raids. Now, I know that's a little wonky. That's why if you go to the actionpack.com, I'll email it to you. But I think you can get to it, all right? It's actblue.com backslash donate backslash MS, stands for Mississippi, MS dash raids, all right? go there i'll email it to you but go there directly give as much as you can and those are the organizations on the ground right now which takes me to our last action step on this coming monday april the 12th we are launching what i think is the most important political campaign in the nation and we need you you who are listening your friends your family your colleagues your coworkers your facebook twitter and instagram and snapchat friends the people who you text, we need all hands on deck. Now, tens of thousands of you have already signed up to support this, but we need hundreds of thousands of volunteers in all 50 states, no matter where you are. That includes you if you're an international listener. We're going to have tasks and ways for everybody to support this because we are launching the largest campaign in the nation to take back the Senate from conservatives. Now, you can go now to how we flip the Senate.com. and we want you to sign up and join us, okay? You can donate, you can sign up to volunteer, and go now to HowWeFlippedTheSenate.com. Now, here's the thing. If we defeat Donald Trump in 2020, but conservatives still control the Senate, we'll learn what we experienced in the Barack Obama administration, that the new president, the new Democratic president, will be able to get nothing done. They even literally stole a Supreme Court nominee from President Obama. So if Democrats beat Trump in 2020, but do not take back the Senate, they'll get nothing done. They won't be able to establish new policies. They won't be able to advocate for gun reform or immigration reform or a living wage, an increase in minimum wage for new health care reforms. Whatever is going to happen with the 2020 election, if Democrats don't take the Senate, it won't happen. Here's another scenario, which is a horrible scenario. Say Trump wins re-election, but conservatives still control the Senate. Not only will Donald Trump get to appoint more Supreme Court justices, more federal judges across benches all over the country, but he will continue to be able to enact his policies and move forward without ever being held accountable. So either way, If Democrats win, we need the Senate. If Democrats lose, we need the Senate. Here's the thing. We're not just going to take back the Senate. It's not going to happen by osmosis. In fact, 2018 proved that in what many people call a blue wave, where Democrats were swept into power in the House, they actually lost seats in the Senate. It's going to take a campaign of all of us everywhere to fight back with as many volunteers, with as much resource, with as much skill as we've ever put into anything we've ever done. All right? Sign up now. HowWeFlippedTheSenate.com because we launch this Monday. Take care, y'all. The Break. The Break. The Break. The Break. 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 Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.